Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. Welcome in. Good to see you on this Thursday on Mike in the Morning. I'm Michael Borky, and I've got something to talk about with you this morning. I generally, you know, don't get very mad about stuff that, you know, is out of my control or whatever. I try my hardest to not let things that don't directly impact me make me mad. Um... That, that is a quality that I try to have. Sometimes it doesn't work out, but I try to not get mad about stuff that doesn't really affect me, like what random people say online or whatever. It used to be a problem when I first started in broadcasting. Any negative comment I got used to just really eat at me. Like, why does this person not like me? I have since evolved into, well, it's actually kind of good that some people don't like me. But anyway, usually I don't get mad about stuff that doesn't impact me. But what happened yesterday to... Not just the Mississippi State women's golf team, a bunch of women's golf teams yesterday by the NCAA uh, it has actually angered me. Like I, The more I think about it, the madder I get. So I'll explain to you what happened. Women's golf generally is not really something that I'm going to spend a whole lot of time on here. As you can imagine, there's just not a whole lot of demand from listeners to analyze college golf, women or men. It doesn't matter. But what happened to the Mississippi State women's team yesterday actually makes me mad. I, I am angry about this. And it's not manufactured. It's not BS. I mean, it, this is, I'm genuinely, truly, actually mad about something the NCAA did. And this is a microcosm of why they don't need to be the governing body of college athletics anymore. I mean, this is just a, a prime example of why they don't need to be running college sports anymore. This small example just tells a story about the the organization and, and what they do and how they damage the kids. And so let's rip them apart today. Uh, I also, if there's time, want to get into Saints and Cowboys. Uh, the schedule was released last night. And uh, hopefully I've got time to get into both of those. Uh, but I will start with a message from JP because I can't ignore JP when he's sending me messages like this. He says, morning, Borky. It's a non-sequitur question. Can we discuss the Saints schedule? Tad, interesting stretches in there. I have a few thoughts. We will do it. We will do it. But let me get this out of the way first. Because the NCAA is just simply added again. And this time it is directly affecting a school in this state. And Ole Miss is actually benefiting from this incompetence, but still, this is a problem. So I will, if you're not familiar with what's going on, uh, I'll read uh, from Yahoo and uh, add, of course, my my own uh, things that I have learned or seen elsewhere that are not included in this story. But Ole Miss and Mississippi State were playing in the Baton Rouge Regional, the Women's Golf Regional, and the National Championships. The top six teams from this regional, advanced to the national championship. It's a big deal. And Mississippi State was not a top six seed, but it is a team that just made 
the SEC Championship. So they're obviously playing really good golf right now and would have a chance to move on. Ole Miss was in the top six. Ole Miss all year has been highly ranked. Um, And they were playing together in the same regional in Baton Rouge. And they have had uh, weather, uh, bad weather, that came in over the weekend and earlier this week. I think it was seven inches of rain in just a couple of days. So really wetted up the golf course. And here's what happened next. Reading from uh, Ryan Young at Yahoo. Six schools has planned advanced out of the Baton Rouge Regional on Wednesday to earn a spot in the NCAA Division I Women's Golf Championship. Yet over the three-day tournament at the University Club, not a single shot was played. Um, as you can imagine, all the players and coaches involved are pretty fired up and mad, as they should be, because this is a joke. Um, LSU coach Garrett uh, is it Runyon said, at the end of the day, everybody wants to play and everybody wants to let their clubs do the talking and not have it pulled from their hands. And that creates the tension when you have to make a gut-wrenching decision like the NCAA did. They got over seven inches of rain at the University Club course in recent days, and the NCAA said on Monday, or they said that on Monday, which led to their, quote, unprecedented and most difficult decision to cancel the event completely. NCAA rules state that if 18 holes cannot be completed, the event is supposed to be 54 holes, but if they cannot complete 18 holes, the committee will turn into seating to determine who moves on. So LSU, Ole Miss, Baylor, Oregon, and Maryland, including Alabama as well. So there's your six, LSU, Ole Miss, Baylor, Oregon, Maryland, and Alabama, all advance to the NCAA championship later this month. Later this month, at the end of the month. So not this weekend, two weeks from now, later this month. So they didn't have, they had an arbitrary time limit. They had to finish by the end of the day yesterday. But um, anybody with common sense in the room could have maybe adjusted things knowing that they are weeks away from the actual championship. But anyway, uh, official uh, officials broke the news to players and coaches. The video went viral. You've probably seen it, uh, where the head tournament official, who is a volunteer and is not the sole decision maker in this, told um, the ladies and their coaches, while standing on steps pretty significantly distanced from them, that the course is playable, but it's, not playable at a championship level, whatever that means. And when the girls ask questions, you just said it's playable. What are you talking about? We want to play like the cowards that they are. They just turned and walked up the stairs, didn't answer a single question, didn't do anything. They just said uh, the course is playable, but not at a championship level. It's a hard decision. Sorry. The top six seeds will move on. And ended their season. And a handful of players and coaches now uh, involved in the tournament. It did not rain at all yesterday, by the way. Not not one bit. Weather was beautiful. Uh, multiple coaches said that there have been windows, plenty of windows, of time where the golfers could have played on the court, on the course. Patty Rizzo, the head coach at Miami, told Golf Week that she walked the entire course on Tuesday afternoon, but noticed a handful of bunkers that had water. In them, she also said that she did not see any maintenance workers on the course trying to get it ready to play. When she was walking the course on Tuesday, she put a video on social media. Um, it was not raining and the sun was shining. And you see the video, the course actually looks beautiful, looks like it's in nice shape, and they could have been playing. 
Here's the statement the NCAA issued, and then I will quit uh, reading. Although I've been editorializing a lot, but you get my point. Here's the quote from the NCAA. The NCAA Division I's golf committee regrets that the 2021 NCAA Division I's Women's Golf Championship Regional in Baton Rouge could not be conducted as scheduled this week. The university club has taken over seven inches of rain in the past several days. The D1 Women's Golf Committee, the NCAA staff, and Games Committee in Baton Rouge have been in constant communication throughout the past several days about the course conditions that have led to this unprecedented and most difficult decision. Uh, Multiple people have pushed back on that, that the communication was lacking at best. But here's the the kicker. The the funny thing about this is I – I don't think you guys would take this the wrong way if I said that the PGA Tour is different than women's college golf. There's real money, millions and millions and millions of dollars at stake on the PGA Tour. You have athletes with endorsements. You have sponsors that have bought the rights to these tournaments. And golf is a very um, wealthy demographic. And so you're not dealing with, you know, lower level sponsorships and not a lot of money you're talking about like jet companies and expensive cars and expensive watches there's a lot of money tied up in the pga tour a lot more at stake um, than the women's golf championship they have a tournament this week as they do basically every week there is a lot of standing water and rain that has happened over the weekend or over the last few days at the tournament a lot of water on the course. They're playing. Because there's a little thing in golf called a rule book. It's pretty handy. You can get them probably about this big. I mean, they're really small. You can fit them right in your bag. So in case you don't know how to handle a situation, uh, a certain situation, you just pull it out of your bag and find the scenario in which you're in. And I promise you, they've got a rule for it. And the beauty of it is, in that rule book, there is standing water rules. There's damaged bunker rules in ways that you can play with maybe even a couple holes on the course with standing water on them, and how you can adjust to play and successfully play a championship round, even on a course that's wet. There are provisions you can take, even on a course that has been soaked by seven inches of rain over the last few days. There are ways. The PGA Tour is doing it this weekend, right now, today. They're playing right now, and the PGA Tour right now is dealing with a wet golf course. The, the, the pinnacle of the sport is handling it right now. They've got lift clean in place and all that stuff going on. There's standing water on the golf course in Baton Rouge in, in a couple of spots. If you hit the ball in that standing water, there is free relief for you. You can hit your shot and move on. If there is water that is resting inside of a bunker, you can achieve relief from that bunker. And you can play. The PGA Tour is doing it. Weekend golfers do it. At every level, they do it. This right here. I mean, these girls, all these teams that got eliminated without hitting a shot, their season ended. That's how their season ended. That they will never get an opportunity. Some of these girls that are seniors will never, and maybe their team doesn't make it next year. A lot of these girls yesterday, We'll never get that opportunity again. We'll never get it again. Because as you guys know, even if you're a college golfer, you're probably pretty good. 
the likelihood of you making it as a professional is very, very small. The LPGA Tour is phenomenal. Very few of these girls in this regional, maybe none of them, will be successful on the women's tour. It's just as cutthroat as the men's. They will never get a chance like this again. And this this includes Mississippi State, who just went to the SEC championship. They were in the, the match play championship in the SEC. They don't get to hit a shot, and their season's over. Without looking at the roster, I have a feeling there's a senior on it. That's it for her. That's it. Because a, a handful of cowards stood on uh, stood on steps away from them and made a cowardly decision that is not rooted in reality, that is not rooted in anything other than cowardice and laziness. That's the only reason why this is happening. There is no excuse whatsoever to not have played. They could have played 36 holes yesterday and held a real championship. According to multiple coaches on the ground, they could have played Tuesday. And not just two rounds yesterday. They could have played. And they chose not to. And the kicker is, and, and you guys know I'm not this guy. You know I don't do this. But let's let's be let's be serious. If this were a men's regional, would it would it have gone down like this? I think it's a fair question, especially when they wouldn't let the girls practice and play on the course, but the LSU men's team that's getting ready for their postseason got to have a practice round on Tuesday. Why, why were they allowed to play and use the range and play on the course when the women could not? I think that's a fair question. And, and I don't like being that guy, the whataboutism thing, because it's a hypothetical and you don't know for sure, but... I know deep down, if this were the men, they'd be playing. They'd have played yesterday. And and why cannot, yes, the championship has to be completed by Wednesday, but why can somebody not put their hand up and say, okay, the national championship is not two weeks away. Why should we not extend that deadline to make sure that they can they can play, that we can move six teams on based on merit and not because of, a cutoff that we determined. It's pathetic. But this underscores exactly what is wrong with the NCAA. This is what's wrong with the organization. Because they don't actually care about student-athletes. If they did, they'd have played. If they really were after doing what was best for these young ladies who earned the chance to play for a championship, they would have figured it out. And honestly, if they didn't have enough people to work on the course, I, pro- I promised you you could have gotten the teams to, to help. They wanted to play. But to have nobody on the course working on it, to have conditions that were playable, but that, that whole not playable at a championship level line is garbage. It's garbage. It's, it's made up. It's manufactured. It's garbage. That's not a real thing. The PGA Tour right now is playing on a wet course that requires them to alter the way they play just a little bit, but they're getting the rounds in. There's a rule book that specifically outlines what to do in these situations to make sure that they can play, how to handle a wet golf course, how to handle one with standing water in it in some places, how to handle it with water in a handful of bunkers across the course. There are ways they could have done this and they failed to do it, but this is the organization as a whole, and Mississippi State in particular, because got to bring it back local, of course, got screwed. 
They got screwed. Two years in a row now, as as it was said to me yesterday, uh, their season ended in a parking lot. That was my friend Riffy who uh, said that line to me. I wish I could take credit for that. But um, two years in a row, their season ended in a parking lot instead of on the course where it should have been decided. And yet these, it's cowardless. I mean, you should see the video. If you haven't seen it already, it's online for you to watch. When these girls get told that, sorry, the course is playable, but not at a championship level, which is a manufactured, made-up BS excuse. Because you don't hear it on tour where there's real money on the line. Um, you don't hear it there because it, that's not a real thing. Um, they just turn and walk away. They don't answer any questions. They don't face anybody. They just, sorry, your season's over. Top six teams move on. Oh, it just hurts my heart so bad. All right, see ya. And walk up the stairs. It's cowardice. There is not a single common sense person in the room in that organization. And this underscores why they should not be the governing body of college athletics anymore. Because anybody with half a brain or half a heart anyway would make sure that those girls got to play, even if they had to bend their rules some and let them play today. I mean, what, what's the harm in that? that? That's what's crazy. Is it's, a play, it's an organization that bends their rules and changes their rules all the time. All the time. Why can't you do it for this? It's insane. It is absolutely insane. I feel so bad for those girls. I really, I, I do. I, like, I'm actually mad about that. I feel so bad for them. To, to get to the, the chance to play for a championship. And you are told, eh, too bad. Of course, it's playable. There's a little water out there. So, you know, like, oh, ignore the men that are out there playing. You, you guys can't play. They, they can because uh, it's not a championship. Um, but you you guys can't play. So, sorry. Uh, great season, ladies. And you guys, you're all eliminated. Your season's over. And uh, But you guys get to move on. It's a joke. It's cowardice. It is, it's an embarrassment. It's a disservice to the student-athletes, which is the only people that organization is supposed to be serving. And there's no, there, there's honestly no excuse. There's no counter-argument. I could sit down with every person involved in that decision and anything they would say, I would have a counter to and be correct. Everything that they would say, I could counter and be correct. There is nothing about that decision that is a good one. And the Mississippi State women's team who played so well in the SEC tournament, they're out. They're out. It's pathetic. It is just pathetic. But this is what they are. It's about time people start more people that have more power and influence than me because I've got none, right? I mean, I, I do a live stream in the morning and I'm on a radio show in the afternoon where we talked about it yesterday and everybody agreed. I, I mean, uh, there's especially the state fans out there who watched their their student athletes, their representatives of their school get screwed like this. I mean, you guys agree, but my, my reach only extends really around the borders of this state. It's time for other people, national people, to really start picking this up and paying attention. 
because this isn't acceptable. But nobody nobody does anything about it. Nobody does anything about it at all. If I were John Cohen, I'd be on the phone all day just yelling at people. Maybe that's not the best way to go about it. That's not decorum or whatever. But pe- heads need to roll for that. It's it's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. I feel so bad for those girls. They deserve better. College sports deserves better, and this is what we get. Made-up BS excuses that don't make any sense, that are not justifiable, that are not used at any other level in the sport. Of course, that is playable to their own admission. And a bunch of teams that don't get to play for a championship because a room full of people are morons and cowards. So it just it doesn't make any sense, but that's the organization. All right, JPS, promise. Let's look at the Saints schedule. We got the release last night. It actually leaked yesterday. I could have done this yesterday, but I wanted to make sure it was actually accurate um, because you never know with leaks. They could be wrong. Um, all right. Let's quick run through the schedule and then get to JP's thoughts and then my own. We'll also do this for the Cowboys because uh, we had a super scientific poll. Uh, I think we did this two years ago where we uh, we polled all of our listeners of the radio show, what is your NFL team allegiance? And it was like 40% Saints, 39% Cowboys. We had a handful of Titans fans thrown in there and other other teams, but Basically, the state of Mississippi is a Saints and a Cowboys state, so I'll, I'll do both of them. Although I think it leans more state or more Saints than our poll indicated. We've just got a lot of Saints fans. That let me start over. Just strike that, reverse it. Whew, I'm a mess today. I'm just, I'm still thinking about the golf thing. I'm so mad about that. It's ridiculous. By the way, we've got the the state uh, coach coming on the radio show this afternoon um, to talk about it, and. Um, it's a shame that this is the uh, the reason why instead of them, you know, winning the event, we have to talk to them about how they didn't get a chance to play. But I would tune in for that if I were you. The the poll we did I think was skewed more because we have state fans that obviously follow us that love Dak Prescott. I think this is far more a Saint state than a Cowboy state. I think our poll was just not very scientific. But still, I'm going to do both because why not? All right. Uh, the Saints, uh, as you guys know, opened with the Packers. We talked about it some yesterday. Aaron Rodgers may or may not be the quarterback. We'll see. Week two, they're in Carolina. Week three, they're at New England. Week four, they return home for back-to-back games against the Giants and the Washington football team before an early bye in week six. Then they go to Seattle in seven, uh, host Tampa Bay and Atlanta in back-to-back weeks in eight and nine. They go to the Titans and Eagles in consecutive weeks in November, week 10 and 11. Then they host the Bills on Thanksgiving, which is just going to be awesome. And uh, then they also host the Cowboys the next Thursday night, Dak going to the Dome again. They go to the Jets in week 14, go to the Bucks after that. They host Miami and Carolina in weeks 16 and 17, and then finish out the season in Atlanta in week 18. So here are JP's thoughts because um, he really thought this out, probably more so than I did. So let's get to him. Now, I said a few thoughts on the Saints schedule 12 and 4 buys five primetime kickoffs. You're exactly right. 
Um, the, the Saints have five primetime games this year, even without Drew Brees. And a lot of that, so you would think that Brees being gone, the interest isn't there. You would be shocked at how many times the city of New Orleans pops up in ratings charts for other sports. Soccer, uh, I mean, college football, other NFL games, horse racing, NASCAR, New Orleans in the area, the South Mississippi, Louisiana, East Texas. I mean, this region of the country will watch anything sports-related, but obviously especially football. So even without Drew Brees, there is interest in the Saints, more so than most teams. I'll actually give you some numbers on that if I have time. Um, You say you don't know how long I've been a Saints fan. This is year eight for me. Uh, But he said, I'm 33 and remember going to consecutive seasons twice without a primetime game. Yeah, things have changed, man. Uh, Even without Breeze, they're a draw now. It's a national brand for sure. Um, He says, NFC uh, least and AFC East schedule pairings have us lining up with these divisions together for the first time since 2009. He's claiming that it's a good omen, of course. Uh, Holiday Saints, Christmas before... um, Halloween and Thanksgiving this year got to be relevant to play on those days. Last uh, home Halloween matchup in 2010 was against the Steelers, and he's talking about the costumes he saw that day. I can only imagine. A Saints game on Halloween has got to be one of the more unique environments in the world. (laughs) Talk about a crossover. Um, No, yeah, early bye. I hate the early bye myself. Uh, It just stinks. It really stinks. But um, anyway, uh, 12-game college schedule to follow weeks 12 to 16. The nation will be privy to the beginning of a potential run for the Saints. What quarter stretch of games intrigues me? All right. So um, what I have written down is I I think the start, it could not be better for them, especially with Jameis bringing in a new quarterback. The start of next season is as good as you can ask for in terms of opponents for them. The Packers, I mean, they should be good if Rodgers is actually there, but that's the thing. Is Rodgers there? And even if he is there, how much dysfunction exists? Um, It's a good team if he's there. But them signing Bortles yesterday tells me he may not be there because they've already got Jordan Love. They bring in Bortles and two other guys for tryouts as well. That strikes me as a team that's anticipating not having their quarterback anymore. But I love the start with who they're playing. The Panthers are going to be bad again. Uh, They just are. Um, The roster is not prepared yet. The Patriots spent a lot of money in free agency. Going to Foxborough isn't easy, but you would think that if you're looking at the other road games on this schedule, like, for example, at Seattle, at Tennessee, um, at the Bucks, I mean, this is one of the easier ones on your schedule. Then you come home and host the Giants and the Washington football team. Uh, I mean, you could very easily get off to a 4-1 and one start here. Uh, and you don't have to really strain to get there either. It's not like, well, you got to get lucky here. It's like they should probably be 4-1 and one, uh, in these first five games, even if they're not perfect at quarterback. They are better than all five, or should be better than all five of these teams. And we'll see about Rodgers. So I love that that stretch as far as um, getting wins, but that's not the most interesting. The most interesting is after the bye week. I think that stretch is brutal. 
after the bye week. Going to Seattle, hosting Tampa, hosting Atlanta, who I think is going to be better. I know Saints fans hate that, but I think the Falcons, at least offensively, are going to be nasty. Then you go to Tennessee and Philly. We'll see about Philly. I don't know if they're prepared yet to be competitive, but it's not an easy road game. It's a nasty environment. Um, Possibly cold weather in late November as well, which as a Dome team, they don't particularly generally perform well in cold weather. At least they hadn't traditionally. And I think the Titans are going to be very good, and that's a pretty tough road game. One that I might try to go to. Got friends up there, but... That's the stretch I'm most interested in. Those five games after the bye week. So the five before the bye week, I love. The next five, though, are tough. With Seattle, Tampa, Atlanta, at Tennessee, at Philly. That is the stretch. You tell me what their record is in that stretch, and I'll tell you what kind of season they have. If they go three and two in those five, they're hosting a playoff game. If they go three and two in those five, um, they, they will host a playoff game. My prediction for this schedule was 11 and six. Um I think that's a pretty good conservative with taking some liberties as well. Uh, record projection for this team, I think 11-6 and six is what they're going to go with this schedule, with the start they're going to get. Uh, they do get a road game at the Jets. They get Miami at home. There's some schedule wins in there, at least you think so. I mean, their toughest games on the schedule out of the division. Um, you get Buffalo at home. You get Dallas at home on those special days. It sets up well for them, and they should be back in the playoffs once again. Speaking of Dallas, here's what Dak Prescott has to do with this year. We know that they're opening the season at Tampa on Thursday night to start the season. That is how you schedule. You're going to have a full stadium, reigning Super Bowl champion, um, all of the pomp and circumstance around the opening game, America's team. Dak is back and healthy. That's going to be awesome. They have back-to-back road games to start the year, so the Saints have a good start to the season. Cowboys, not so much. I think this is a brutal start with um, at Tampa and at Los Angeles, two very difficult road games, two very good teams. And um, welcome back, Dak Prescott. You've uh, you've got two tough road games to start the year. They get a little bit of a break before the bye, though. I like this four-game stretch before the bye. I think uh, Philly at home, Carolina at home, the Giants at home, and then they go to New England. So even though the first two games are tough out of the gate for Dallas, the next four, if you're a Cowboys fan, you love those next four. Four of them at home, and then you're at New England. Those are all winnable games for you uh, to kind of balance out those uh, those two difficult road games to start the season. Then you get the bye, and then a nice game after the bye as well. You're on the road. It's not an easy place to play, but you're at Minnesota, a team that you think you should be better than. A two-game stretch at home with Denver and Atlanta um, would like their chances in both of those, at least you know as we sit here in the middle of May. Then they go to Kansas City, host Vegas, go to New Orleans. Tell me what Dallas does in those three games, and I'll tell you what kind of team that they have. What a difficult stretch. So they start the season with two difficult road games and then sandwiched uh, in between two miserable road games at Kansas City and at New Orleans is Vegas. Then they go to Washington and New York and then host Washington. So they'll play the football team two times in three weeks, and they close hosting Arizona and at Philly. So that's not the easiest schedule in the world. Um, 
Yeah, JP, you're right. I mean, we were supposed to spend a lot of time on the schedule yesterday, but uh, we'll do more today. But he said all the schedule news, I figured Cross would have been licking his chops to discuss. He's not a big NFL guy. Uh, that's part of it. Uh, and, of course, our, our show should be more geared towards college anyway. But JP says 4-1 and one out of the gate, 2-2 two and two to follow will do, 11-6, and six, I like it, mark it down. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, I think that's what it's going to be. Write it in Sharpie. Uh, last six or seven Dallas New Orleans, New Orleans matchups have been in prime time, by the way. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, it, it, in part because New Orleans is a great draw for a small market. Maybe the best small market draw in sports, man. I mean, that's probably an exaggeration, but it's different. It is very different. And then the Cowboys, they, they'll just throw them on prime time, even though they've stunk for 20 years just because America's team and whatnot. So... There's a little bit of schedule news. I wish I had more time. I would do more in depth than just running through it. But I am out of time this morning. Hopefully we'll do more on the radio for you guys this afternoon. Do a a little bit more in depth look at both of these. But like I said, out of time this morning. I've got to run. Thank you guys so much for tuning in as you always do. Um, Heck the NCAA. And I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. Talk Mississippi Media Production.